Welcome to Positive Productivity, episode 172. The Positive Productivity podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. Today, I'm thrilled to have with us Kim Chi Chow. Kim Chi is a personal and business coach and a trainer for Bank Code. She's also the owner of Ripple Impact Coaching. Welcome, Kim Chi. It's so great to have you. Thank you. I'm very honored to be here, Kim. Would you please share with the listeners a little bit more about your background and how you came to be where you're at today? Sure. Yes. Um, My background is a software engineer. I uh, got trained in that area and worked in that area for about 15 years. And then I uh, left that industry to stay home to take care of my my, uh, teenager kids. Uh, At that time, I started learning uh, to be an investor and, and start explore about coaching. So that's led me to here today. I know that you had some ups and downs in the investing career that you had. Would you mind sharing more about that and especially the transformational journey that you took after those ups and downs? Yeah, those years. uh, Sometimes it still haunted me uh, until today because uh, of the decision I made during that time. You know, during those years, those was uh, the peak year where, you know, economy was doing very well. And it seems, uh, I think it's similar like right now, you know, like housing is uh, booming. Uh, Company, company start every single day. Business uh, start pop up every corner around the town. So my husband and I, we... We invest the money uh, on other people, other people business, real estate deals. Um, we loan people money, and so on and so forth. And it takes a couple of years to really find out if it works or not. And unfortunately, majority of them did not work out. So we lose a whole, whole, whole lot of money from our retirement. Yeah, at times, for a couple of years, actually, I, I blame myself. I say, why am I so stupid? Why did I drag my, why did I convince my husband to invest with, with me and, you know, with other people into other people's deal? But out of that, you learned how to forgive yourself. Yes, yes. And I think that's so important because there's, even in my own life, I have made stupid mistakes, but I didn't realize they were stupid at the time. And we all make those mistakes and we can go on blaming ourselves forever or we can give ourselves a break when we're ready to. We can't force that, but give ourselves a break and realize, okay, I made a mistake. So now it's time to get on. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, you know, you could not enjoy what's ahead of you. Oh, definitely. My first business was actually a online craft retail shop back when online stores were still pretty new, but they were taking off. And I thought that if I had more inventory that I could do better. 
So I opened up credit card after credit card after credit card to keep on purchasing more inventory. And it got to be to the point of tens of thousands of dollars. But seriously, looking at my income during that time, I am not joking when I say I was probably making a quarter a day. A quarter. Regardless of whether we're investing in somebody else's business or opportunity or our own, sometimes we take chances and they just don't work out. But there's always that learning to come out of it. So how has that experience led you into your coaching today? Well, that experience actually is a small part, a small part of the area that led me to become a coach. Originally, what led me to become a coach was my relationship with my spouse. You know, I have been married now for 38 years. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, we, of course, just like anything else, we have up and downs, up and downs, right? And at uh, early on when I was married, I I realized that I was not happy. Uh, you know, we, we are very, very different. Our personality is very different. Our value is very different, even though both of us are Asian. Okay, this is very interesting, don't you think? I thought, okay, I am Vietnamese. He is Chinese or Taiwanese, and we are Asian, so we should think the same. We should uh, we should have the same values, but we did not. And because of that, I again I blame myself. Blame myself. Say, what's wrong with me? Am I why I cannot be a good wife? Why can I be happy with what I had? And um, Rather than get out to, you know, to have a divorce, I uh, searching for a way to work it out, to improve myself, to find a way that I can communicate with him better so that he can understand me, so that he he see my values, right? So uh, because of that, you know, I'm searching and taking lots of seminars and self-improvements and so on and so forth. And that lead me to um, become a life coach. And I got certified in 2014 as a law of attraction life coach. Oh, I love that. And I, <laughs> I love you. what you're saying about communication as well. I've been married twice. And the first marriage had little to no communication except for fighting. There was no exchanging of idea or of feelings by the end. There was the exchange of feelings at the beginning, but we both had the habit of telling each other that the feelings were wrong. And feelings aren't wrong. Feelings are felt. And maybe a situation has been interpreted in a way that it wasn't intended to be interpreted in. But we always need to feel that freedom to express our feelings, whether it be to our spouse or our kids or our clients, which is often the most difficult. But if we can't have that open communication in both ways, then the relationship is likely going to fail. Yeah, definitely. And that's I think that's the majority of marriage breaking up because of communication. They they tend to be like not talking anymore. And they think, oh, if we don't talk, I mean, we don't argue, then that means everything is fine. But what I found out is when you don't communicate, you no longer relate, no longer connect. And that um, that link is, is a partner, right? Partnership uh, is start to lose. And pretty soon you you just 
see or you just realize that you live with a stranger and that's not fun. No, my husband and I notice a lot when we go out to eat, we'll look at other couples that are sitting around us and we'll see them not talking to each other or on their phones. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to us how people can be sitting at a meal together, especially at a restaurant where it tends to take a little bit longer. And for the whole course of 30 to 45 minutes or longer, the only words that they really say to each other are or is, do you know what you want? (laughs) And are you done? Are you ready to leave? Oh, my God. And it's so sad because we talk about everything and anything. I mean, sometimes I feel like we need to stop talking about our kids because we forget to talk about ourselves. I know that sounds that could sound strange to some people, but we get so caught up in our everyday lives talking about everything around us that we forget to talk about what's going on with us, even outside of work. What is your communication like with your husband now? Well, I think we respect each other. It doesn't mean that we don't have disagreement, but I you know, we, we are open for the input, for the feedback. And when I communicate with him, of course, I, I you know, as, as a law of attraction coach, right, you, you attract what you you think, right? So before, you know, let's say if I'm upset about something he did, before I'm like, pour out to him what's in my mind, how my I feel and so on and so forth. I, say, I filtered it. I say, hold on. Okay, what is the outcome that I want here, right? Do I want to blame him or do I want to resolve this? Do I want to, to have him see that I, what he did hurt me? Or do I want him to do something for me or something like that, right? Based on that, I will um, carefully talk to him about what's important for him and what's important for me so that he, uh, he, will, he will see that, he, you know, of course, he will see that because I'm, I'm always put him first. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I've actually had to tell my husband, and this is only a couple of times, but I am hurt or I am angry, but I need to step away for a little bit and think about what I'm feeling before I blow up. (laughs) And it's saved us because I think a lot of the time people tend to react before they think. We see it all over. We see people reacting when they get cut off on the road. We see people reacting to a post they don't like on social media. But they don't. And and even in the email, people react and they send back very hurtful words sometimes because they don't just wait. If you're not sure if you should say anything yet or if you can feel your blood up in your eyebrows, then push pause. And I know that's hard. Trust me, I know that's hard. My kids test it every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be great if there was a pause button on life sometimes. Maybe we can use it to say freeze, <laughs> freeze. Like freeze you know? tag, yeah. Freeze tag, right. So uh, maybe, yeah, you, you know, you and I can share that and say, hey, freeze. So that means we're not talking for a minute or so. Let, you know, recollect our thought, recollect what we want to work out here and and then express. Oh, I like that. I'm going to have to start trying that with my kids tonight, especially my littles. I wonder How old your little? Work. I have three. My oldest of the littles is four and my twins are two and a half. Wow. Two and a half and twin. Oh, wow. Yes. We thought we were done. God laughed and said, here's <laughs> twins. <laughs> yeah. And then we also have teenagers. So, 
Yeah, it, I don't know that freeze will work with the teenagers, but I can uh, definitely freeze internet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what, when did you become introduced to the law of attraction and how did that change your life? I think it's 2013. So um, it has changed my life uh, because I know that we attract what we think, right? And I'm the type that um, always challenge always challenge what I read or what I read. So I have to, you know, I had to read and, and, and test it out. And once I see the result for myself or I witness with my eyes, then I believe it. So it, it has transformed my life completely. I believe in karma, right? I believe in um, destiny, like some sometime you know each of us have a destiny in life and before the law of attraction i said well you know destiny that's your life you know this is it you, you know you either become very rich this life or you become very poor this life and there's nothing you can do about it but as i learn about the law of attraction i know that we can change it we can change based on our action um every oh, day absolutely. every moment Right. And we even though we have the destiny, but we can modify it and it change the outcome. Destiny is basically is a circumstances will happen to you, but it's up to you to react to it, to act on it. If you act on it the, the normal way, of course, it will go certain way but if you act on it with a conscious way with a, a positive energy with a positive action then it will lead to another path and the outcome will be different so that's what I believe now I was very skeptical myself when I was introduced to the law of attraction I had walked around for three decades with a dark cloud over my head and people would say a compliment and I would poo-poo it, you know, whatever. But I had just gotten myself into a place where I wasn't happy, like really ever. And I know that's really sad, but it's, it's true. And then I realized after I was introduced that I have the power and I don't know how it just happened on that day that I was introduced, that I was able to accept it. Because sometimes you have to be introduced to things multiple times before you're willing to accept and listen and implement into your own life. Perhaps it was just the circumstances of that day. But I wish I knew what that exact date was because it changed my life forever. I realized I have the right to be happy and I have the power to be happy. And that's not to say that we don't have bad days still, but what we choose to do, just as you were saying, Kimchi, when something happens that we weren't planning on, how we take that circumstance or situation and run forward with it. Don't let it roll you down a hill. Take it up the hill and find yourself in a better place than you were before. Mm hmm. So how are you, you said you were certified to be a law of attraction life coach? Yes. How do you take this and help people in their lives to reach the next level? I don't say myself as a life coach or the law of attraction coach anymore. Now I help and I work with people to help them improve their relationship. It, whether the relationship in their family with the spouse, with the children, or relationship within their company. So that's how I see that I can contribute 
you know, of course, you know, the relationship stemming from relationship with self first, right? Relationship with others stem from the relationship with yourself. If you are happy, if if you're taking care of yourself, you would be able to take care of others. So, yeah, I, I focus in relationship. And actually, what I, my uh, projects, what I'm driving next is um, I want to help Asian women to step up and step out, to live a life that they want to live, not the life that it was expecting of them. What is typically expected? Is there a typical? Yep. Especially the the first uh, either immigrant or the first generation, the typical expectation for uh, Asian women is to be married, to be a good wife, uh, a good mom, a good daughter-in-law, to be of a servant. Yeah, so basically, you know, it's a good uh, housewife, basically taking, you know, taking good care of the house and be a good cook. (laughs) You know, those things. I mean, whether you're Asian or any other ethnicity, and I look back at the housewives of the 1950s and earlier, you know, the same sort of expectations were there. However, we can still be a good wife and a good mother without giving up ourselves and our beliefs and our morals and our dreams. And I think this is something that even not just women, but even men struggle with as well, because even men are, you know, they're expected to be the good husband and the breadwinner and the contributor financially to the household. Unfortunately, I think that stigma is still attached to so many men in their minds that they don't realize that even they have the right to pursue a dream such as entrepreneurial dream that doesn't necessarily follow the quote typical expected path. But I love that you are that you're helping Asian women break out of that expected mold. Thank you. Yeah, I, I realize that I would say Asian is is very you know the, the the old traditional way is very similar to American way, but the old time American has been progressing, moving forward, right? So more and more women uh, step up uh, to be a leader. Um, you know, they're happy to be a leader, could be the breadwinner, and they're happy to do what they are called to do rather than agree or wh- rather than live the life that was expecting of them from their parents, right? Whereas Asian women, we still have that. We just like start start to crack out that mold, and I want to really give a big jam to that mold and break it. I say this is the time to break it out, break out that mold, and just live the life that you want to live. Because I think when I talk to Asian women, life is about sacrifice. They, you know, when they were young, yes, they they are free. They do whatever they want. But if when they are married, okay, their destiny is to serve their husband and their children. 
that's the number one priority. And then, of course, you know, after the children would be the, the parent-in-law. That's the very, very high priority in life. Not about pursue the life that they want to pursue. Not about oh, living American dream and do what you like. You know, that there's no such thing. It's really hard for me to hear other women, especially Asian women, they keep saying that life is about sacrifice. I sacrifice this, I sacrifice that for my f- husband, for my children, for my parents, because they expect it of me. It really makes me upset and sad at the same time. If you had to take that sentence, life was about sacrifice, and say life is about, and put one word in there, what would your one word be? Experience. Oh, I like experience. That's awesome. Experience, yeah. yeah. What would you like to experience yet in your life? Oh, ex- experience that everyone will have different way, uh, different thinking about what they want to experience. Like for me, ooh, experience to be on a podcast, experience to, to have a, a podcast show to interview somebody famous or non-famous, but a leader in, in a community, an experience to uh, speak on stage, you know, small or large, an experience to do uh, skydiving, to see what's it like to, <laughs> to have a free-flowing, free right? It's experience. That's what life is about. Experience doing something that is not expected of you, that you have not tasted yet. Oh, I love that. Kim Chi, in episode 146 with Jonathan Dio, he said we should be more concerned with who we are and not what we are. Who do you want to be? I want to to be looked as um, a leader in my community. I want to be a good model for my children. I want to be a good partner to my husband. And uh, I want to be a good citizen. I want to be a good sister in my family. I want to be a good friend to all my friends. And I want to be somebody who give without expectation. What legacy would you like to leave in one sentence? One sentence. <laughs> Thank you. Not, not one word. Okay. I think my legacy is my children. Okay. Not, not about the money I'm going to leave for them. But it's about my children and about the value that I have transmitted to them. Um, the legacy of honor, live with integrity, and live a full and happy life. That's the legacy I want to, to pass on. Kim Shi, do you have a vision board? <laughs> not right now. I, I used to make one, and I, I, you know, it's not like a board that I make, but I, I like, um, I put on um, paper, and I put it somewhere when I was uh, doing the uh, the law of attraction. But now, I, yeah, I don't know where it is. Well, maybe that's for a good reason. Maybe it wasn't the right visions, right? Yeah. My first vision board was torn apart by my children. And I think it's actually a great thing (laughs) because it was very materialistic. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it wasn't, that was something else that Jonathan Dio brought up in his episode. I wasn't 
thinking at that point, and I created this new vision board before actually my chat with him, but I wasn't thinking about who I wanted to be and what I wanted my life to be like outside of the material objects. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of people get wrapped up in the things that they want in their life and not how they want to feel and not the impact that they want to be making and also in the legacy that they want to leave. And focusing on the material objects isn't going to help us feel any better or make a bigger impact or build that legacy. Unless you're trying to build a legacy that's all about materialism, then sure, great. So what is your suggestion, Kim? Have a a vision board. Have a vision board. And wow, I feel like the interview was turned around on me. This is awesome. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Create the vision board of how you want to feel. Attract the way that you want to feel in your life. Attract the impact that you want to create and the legacy that you want to leave. And have that in front of you all the time. Have that be your focus. Thank you for that. I think it's a little bit harder to find a, a picture that can express the feeling and the impact. You know, the, the the thing that we feel and the movement we want to make, right? But, oh, yeah. It is so hard. I will not deny that I tore up three years of my magazines to fill in this board and it's not even complete yet. There are a whole bunch of blank spaces. I was using, however, small business and entrepreneur magazine, like um, Inc. and Fast Company and Entrepreneur. Those are just the magazines that I subscribe to. And the big headlines, the big headline did, I'm making up words now, but the headlines were not about impact from what I could see. It, they were about boost your marketing, increase your revenue, how I worked four hours a week. And it's great. Those are great for their audience. But for the legacy and the impact that I want to make and the feeling that I want to feel, those magazines don't have headlines like loved and treasured and prized, you know, memories. They they just aren't out there. So maybe we need to make our own headlines. Yeah, go to Google search, Google mm-hmm. image, maybe type in those words and see what com- it come up. Listeners, if you have a Law of Attraction magazine or any other type of publication that could be useful to listeners to create a vision board like this, please visit the show notes page where you can also find links to contact Kim Chi at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP172. I would love to know the magazines out there that have that type of headline. Me too. Kim Chi, this has been a completely enlightening conversation. I've enjoyed every moment of it. Where can listeners learn more about you, about the work that you're doing and get in touch with you? They can uh, check me out at www.rippleimpactcoaching.com. Dot com. That's rippleimpactcoaching.com or send me an email at she's.kimchi at gmail.com. She spell S-H-E-S dot K-I-M-C-H-I at gmail.com. Great. And uh, yeah, I would be happy to talk with them. Fabulous. And again, listeners, the link to Kimchi's website and her email address will be in the show notes, which again are located at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP172. Kimchi, thank you again for joining us today. It's been amazing. Do you have a last words of inspiration that you can offer to listeners? 
What do you want to experience today? That's my last word.